2020. What's up, Creation Grounds? It's your host, Aaron Lloyd. Holla at me. We had 2020. I can't believe it. That was kind of loud. I'm sorry if I bust your eardrums and that, but I'm excited for 2020, y'all. I'm really excited. So if you're just joining me, welcome to the podcast. And if you've been with me this long, I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm truly grateful. We are on episode 32, y'all, and our next guest will not disappoint. His name is Idris Conte, and he is hilarious. He's hilarious. If you haven't heard of him yet, um, I'm sure if you check him out online, he might give you some laughs as well. He has some edgy comedic material. It's very um, funny. It's his own um, sense of style and uh, brand. And he has over 80K followers on Instagram. Some of those including Tiffany Haddish. And in this episode, we talk about how he built that social following. He's going to give you keys to it. He's going to give you mindset hacks. He's going to give you ways to um, uh, practically build your following. And if you are a comedian, you want to kind of do stand-up or sketch comedies, how you get into that. Um, He talks about a lot of different things, about his um, background growing up in the Bronx, uh, failing many times and just keep on moving forward. He talks about how he broke his jaw, just a lot of different things um, that he shared with us that I think are going to be beneficial to you. So here we go with 32. All right, welcome to another episode of Creation Grounds. We have a good friend of mine, very talented, very funny. His name is Idris Allison Conte, and we're happy to have him here, man. Um, before we start, like, where's the origin of that name come from? It's very, very cool. I've actually never... Yeah, uh, it's definitely unique. Um, my father's name is Idrissa Allison Conte. So when they, my mom and him created me, they said that, said the A off, come Idris. My father's from Sierra Leone, West Africa. That's lit. Yeah. Dope. So, uh, what is your favorite memory of growing up in the Bronx? My favorite memory in the Bronx is we used to go to the park, um, by what's it first, what's it first street. And even, um, in school, we used to play wrestle. I used to come and do wrestling moves and we used to have a ball, like Roy Rumble in the park. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Roy Rumble. <laughs> it, it, was, it was full of fun. You were stone, stone Cold stunnering people back then? Stone Cold, it was The Rock, I was The Deli Boys. I just, we used to have a blast just wrestling, you know, you know doing kid stuff. Who is the funniest person that you know? Either past, uh, present, um, you know, could be yourself. To say myself would be a little narcissistic, so I wasn't going to say myself, but um, I would say my probably my father's a character. Is he? He's crazy. Literally, if in Memphis, like, he's funny and he's like he's not he's not there all the time. So, but he's funny to me. That's um, funny. Him, my brother, damn, so many people. But I'll say probably my father and my mother. They, they're pretty funny. I guess that's why I'm funny. So it's genetic. <laughs> it's something that you uh that you're born with. I, there, I was actually in preparation for this interview. I heard that you um said that like it was just, it's your purpose. It's just your purpose to spread joy to the world. You know to yeah. um to to do all that. Uh, what it's is? Calling. What is uh, one thing about you that people don't know that you wish that they did? Your fans, your audience? That I'm very... Hmm, that's a good question. I, I think one thing that a lot of people know about me is that I'm very serious about acting. And like I, 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 I myself serious about acting is like, comedy is a natural gift I have, but I, I really want to be a serious actor. That's my goal. My whole intention is to be a dramatic actor. Um, I'm using comedy as a vehicle. That's one thing I would say a lot of people know. A lot of people think I'm always just a comedian. No, I'm, I'm really want to... That and also on, on my own studio. Own studio? So, so you're trying, trying to do the Tyler Perry and have the glory Denzel tier. 
that's, a, that's exactly what I want to say. That's the same amount I'm on. You know, the comedy is cool. I love it, but that's my ultimate goal. I feel you, man. Kevin Hart did it with the upside, so I mean, it's it's possible, man. You know. Absolutely. What does uh, failure mean to you, um, and how do you bounce back from that? See, I don't believe in failure unless you quit. Failure to me means quitting. But if you if you fail, like if you just you know, if something if something, if something didn't go your way or you didn't get the opportunity you wanted, or let's say I'm an actor, I, I auditioned, I didn't get it, I didn't fail. Unless I know in my heart, I didn't give my all. If I didn't give my all and I didn't really do my best, okay, I failed. But I didn't. I'm not a failure. I'm only a failure if I quit. So failure to me is a really learning lesson, learning from your mistakes. How can you improve? How can you get better? And that's that's what it is to me. It's just a lesson. It's mindset, man. That that mindset will take you far. So it's like effort. You can you can only know your own effort and yeah. You know, it's think, think about it. If you if you give you all you got, you do the best you can. For sure. Do you fail? No, it's just the opportunity wasn't for you. It's all good. You could you could you could go home and sleep at night. You could be at peace with yourself. For sure. But when you didn't give you all you got, you didn't do your best. That mess with you. That mess with your psyche. Like, ah, oh, shoot, I should have did that. I should have did that. You can't be regretful. For so. sure. So, um, so I think, so what was a huge, so failure isn't really, you haven't failed because you haven't quit. Um, in terms of a setback, we'll call it, what was a huge setback you've had and how have you learned in retrospect, 2020 vision, how has it actually been a big blessing for you, that setback or, or, or failure? I had a, I had a couple, um, we call setback, um, you know, I went to Apollo twice, um, got, um, amateur now in Apollo, um, got booed on stage. Twice. You got swept off? Twice. Not even once. Twice. From everybody. Everybody. Before Apollo, my mother is like, that's my baby. After Apollo, that's like, that's not my son. I don't know who he is. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, yeah, I got booed. I got booed twice. And for a normal person, a normal person, they would quit. Like, ah, uh, it's not for me. But that made me stronger. Right. Um, it made me really like, if that's it, I'm still alive. I didn't die. I can, I can, I can continue going. That's one thing. But I don't, I don't even call it a setback. I think that made me really stronger. A setback, I would say, um, I, I almost allowed this to be my setback, is that I speak very fast. I speak very fast, and, you know, as I speak very fast, it's, it became my insecurity. That and uh, me having my headline receding, um, me breaking my jaw, I put my jaw. So a lot of these things, I feel like they got to hold me back. Then I started realizing there's an opportunity for me to actually succeed. Me speaking fast, it makes me me. Makes me my my own individual. I embrace my insecurities. Me having receding hairline, I learned to embrace it and make fun of it. And that's part of my comedies, part of my shows. Um, me breaking my jaw, I had surgery. It gave me a bigger and better smile. And I'm always smiling now. So all these tragedies, I made a comedy or made it my triumph. So I think you gotta embrace the negativity and make it positive. That's how I go as human beings. You gotta transmute that energy. We can either go left or right. And I chose to go right. That's that alchemy, man. That's lit. I didn't even actually know you broke your jaw, so that that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, new. it was bad. It was bad for you, boy. But uh, God is good. I literally got the best surgeons in the world, and they operate my face. Now you never know, but it, it was it was it was it was bad for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dope. So tell me about the moments leading. Actually, when we when we first met, you told me this. I thought it was so dope. It's very courageous. Um, there was moments leading up to your decision to quit your job as a doorman, I believe it was, to yes. do comedy full time because you said this is this is my purpose, this is what I'm gonna do. This doorman stuff ain't for me. I gotta get out of here. So, so tell me what led up to that. Yeah, um, basically, I was a 
all my life, I worked a job. I always had a job. Always had a job. Always had a job. My parents and my family, my society always teach you to get a job. You know, you make you make money. But I made. I thought making money, money was it. I'll be happy. I could get what I want. I literally got. I worked there four years. I made great money, and I got everything I wanted, materially wise. I went on trips. I went. I dated the most beautiful woman. I was like, and I thought. I would be happy and fulfilled if I wasn't. I was actually more empty than I ever felt. I was so empty because I knew that that job and making money and buying things, it wasn't fulfillment. It was actually, I was buying things that was filling that void. I was empty. And the emptiness was my purpose. I wasn't aligned with my purpose. My purpose is literally to liberate, empower, and heal the world through comedy and my gifts that God gave me. So once I realized that, I knew I had to leave because the more I worked there, the more, the more I don't say depressed, but more I I knew that I felt empty. I felt more empty. I felt sad. I'm like, this is not my corner. I don't feel happy here. And I think everybody has that thing in their, their heart that they know what they were supposed to be doing. They know what they were supposed to be doing. And a lot of people said, focus on Plan A. They resort to Plan B. And my job was my comfort zone. I was so comfortable there. I'm making money. I was doing good. And I'm like, if I leave here, God, who will pay all these bills? God said, do you trust me? And I think that's where faith is so so important. I, when I left my job the next day, I left my job. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Actually, no. No, no, no what, really, what, really, what really clicked to me, what really clicked. Have you heard of uh, Miles Monroe? No. Ah, oh, it's incredible. Incredible pastor and minister. He said something that was deep. My brother sent me a, a video of his called Achieving Greatness. And he said in the video, if you do not pursue your God-given gift, if you do not pursue the your purpose and fulfill your potential on this earth you are robbing a whole generation you become a generational thief wow and he said that it convicted me that night and i wrote my resignation letter i said i do not want to be a generational thief i don't want to look back at my life 50 70 years old 80 years old knowing that i could have accomplished my dreams and i decided to be comfortable so i i, I trust god i'm afraid about it and you know when you're in the right direction we you, you feel peace in your heart yeah and, you feel peace. You feel calming. I'm like, okay, I feel peace. And the next day, I left my job. I went to the river, and God literally spoke to me. He said that you're like Peter in the boat. Peter got the boat. The boat was his comfort zone. Your boat was your job. I need you to walk on water now. Wow. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Left and the right is fear. It's doubt. It's insecurities. It's people telling you you can't do it. It's going to be all of that there. So I don't need you to look to the left or the right. I need you to stay focused on me. If you say focus on me, you will be all right. But if you don't, you're going to drown. And I'm going to say, ye a little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And I'm going to hold you. It's been one year. I had doubts. I had fears. I had all that. I felt every emotion. But I learned that God is good all the time. And I learned that he is my hope. He's my rock. He's my redeemer. And I learned the most thing I learned is I have trust and faith that it's all going to work out in my good and my favor. So, that kept me getting through, and I'm bills getting paid. I, I, I pay my rent every month. I'm still going through it. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. That that this that little piece that's gonna inspire so many people right there. Um, mm-hmm. That and I, I'm gonna put the link to that. Is that on YouTube? That link, the the sermon, the miles. Yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, because on, on your thing, I'm gonna link that up too. I think that's gonna inspire a lot of people. That's dope. That, Change my life, bro. I, you, you hear it, you feel it. I can't. I can't. It's like a super it's a spiritual thing. Like you, you will know. 
Yeah. Oh, so Idris TV, you're doing this thing. You you're already kind of building the foundation to your production, your big stuff. Tell me what inspired Idris TV, and when that yeah. came about. Yeah, I um, you know, we both are we both artists, we both actors, and our goal is to you know make it big. That's how oh, that's what we do it, make it big and be successful in it. So when I first started, I was going to auditions and put myself out there and. I wasn't getting a lot of stuff. I wasn't getting a lot of auditions, and um, some people will be able to, you know, be depressed and negative. I say, you know what? I'll blame others, or why am I getting this? Why I'm not good enough? I say, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna do something what I can control. So a lot, so in life, you gotta control what you can control, and trust God with the rest. So that's what I did. I say, you know what? I'm not gonna wait on Hollywood. I'm gonna create my own Hollywood, and that's what I did. I was like, let me call it Idris TV. And to me, it was just a name I was put out there. I didn't really expect it to um, correlate what I'm doing now. I just thought, you know, I need a channel, YouTube channel. I'm saying, I need, I need to start. Mm-hmm. I assume I did, so let me just start it. And it's been over ten years. Dang. Almost over ten years, and we're still here. It's getting bigger and better, and um, it's actually bigger than I thought. I just thought that was a segue for me to. Uh, I just thought I'd do a couple of sketches, and I was getting on TV and movies, but. God had another plan. He said, no, I want you to build your own channel. I want you to build your own platform and inspire others to do the same. It's bigger than you. It's outside. It's bigger than me. So now I'm like, next year I'm doing um, Cream Oil Production Company. Mm-hmm. So for artists, I know um, as an artist, I um, HTV is much more than me. So I, I, as an artist, I want to help people edit, film, produce their movies, their ideas, their acting reels, their voice reels. Like, So I have a company now and I'm a CEO and I'm really like wow this is actually I'm on boss I didn't see that I just thought comedy was in acting it's like no you you bigger than that so I have a production company I um, plan to do movies next year TV shows instead of comedy specials everything that's lit man uh, blessings I know it's gonna work out for you bro Thank that's you, bro. Thank when uh, when did you notice that the YouTube channel was like like starting to get to like where wow god you're really blowing this up bigger than than what I thought it would be like you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember a specific moment? Was it, what was that? That uh, that... I think it, it, it. I had two. I had a, two dream moments. I'll tell you why. Two dream moments. So, I think four or five years ago. No, actually, like five, five, five years ago. I was. I saw a newspaper. You no, know D Storm. Uh no. D Storm or no? Got the King Batch. King Batch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So these people in LA. I saw. This why I knew. Like I feel like I'm the middle child. Of this whole social media thing, because I'm, you know, we brought we brought up that you need an agent and manager to really make it big. Right. Then when social media came, it was like, oh, you don't need that. You actually need to just build your own platform, your own your own audience. So I was like in that that cut of space. I'm like, which way that go? Right. Over. I have no idea. So when I saw this newspaper by D Storm and and King Batch, how they making money doing what they love to do online. I knew it was possible because proof. Okay, they they did that. Proof they did concept. that. They're doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I could do this too. But you know that that doubt, like, no, you need a job, and that's a case, and you, you need a backup plan. And I was like, I don't know. You're right. Probably I don't know. That's a, that's a that's a fantasy. Yeah. And another time, um, actually this year, this year really, you no, know, last year a lot of my views is going higher, higher. I was doing videos that went, went big and viral. I'm like, I can actually do this. Your brand. Then. It really hit me. It hit me like it, it slapped me in the face. This shit it slapped me when um I did this video about um uh, how Jesse Jesse Smollett uh, rehearsing <laughs> attack. 
I saw you know? that. Yeah, I saw it, yep. So that's the one I did, and that's when it, I literally gained like 5,000 subscribers in one weekend. Wow. On YouTube. And my following with like 10,000 followers on Facebook and you know, Instagram. So I'm like, wait a minute. If I just keep doing this, I'll be all right. Yeah. But then it's just, it still haven't really sunk in, Aaron. I haven't sunk in yet. It sunk in when I realized I, I saw a lot of people making it's like You got to learn how to monetize your gifts. And I had to get so confident in myself that I am a great comedian. I had to really believe that I'm a great comedian. I'm a great filmmaker. I'm a great entertainer. I'm a great content creator. Once I accepted that and affirmed that, because, you know, a lot of people pray to God and beg him for things, and God is not about begging and asking. He's about affirming and thanking him. So I had to learn to thank and affirm that I am, I'm a co-creator of God. I am this. I am a, I am a, I'm a creator, so why not create Facts. and make it for it? So now, once I got that belief in my system, I was able to pursue it. So for those out there listening, Affirm, you are ready. You're good enough already. You don't have to go through the cycle I went through. It went, I got, but I got this. I got this years ago, Aaron. I got this years ago, but I had to, you know, get these dots on my head, and now I'm at the place now. I actually believe and affirm. So yeah, that's my my story, YouTube that's, story. It's dope. So tell me about the creation of your first sketch. Uh, what was that about, and how have you grown since then? Wow. Shoot. Do you remember that's, your first sketch? Shoot, I'm trying to. I don't. I see. Let me see. I think. I think it was three G versus four G. I think it was that one. Oh, like cell phone coverage. Yeah, cell phone coverage. I think it was that one. And um, oh, we grew huge since then. Dang, it's not bad. It's not a bad sketches. It was actually good. It's just that I learned about timing more. I learned about punchline. I learned about the pacing of it. Because time, a lot of people on social media, they want it in and out. They don't want you to lag. So right. that pace. You know, you need pace. I learned to be more animated. I learned to be more free now. Like really, don't give a don't don't, don't care. Right. So now I'm more free. I'm I'm myself now on, on sketches. I'm myself. I really embody the character fully. No holding back. That's more nice. intentional too. That's dope. What is the process of creating your sketches? Do you have a process, or you just get get ideas and just we're, we're doing this now, or do you have like a specific process in terms of um, writing out your sketches, doing this? Hey, wouldn't this be a good idea? Is it more improv, um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, free thought, free form? To tell you the truth, is all of that. I'll tell you why. Like I, I, I didn't know about storyboarding until like a couple of years ago. I, I, I've been doing sketches for ten years. And a lot of people say they do storyboard. I never knew what I meant. I, I, I'm blessed with the gift that I have a storyboard in my mind and I see it clearly. Like today we're doing a sketch about uh, that girl, Carol Sanchez, who set up her her uh, abduction. Mm-hmm. She lied about it. And I when I heard about she lied about it. I saw a whole I saw a whole movie in my head. I saw it clear as day. I put that movie in my head in an outline shape. I tell the actors to be free by giving them a, a description of what they want and what they need to do and let them, let, let them forward and forth. I mean, you've been to you've been to a couple of my sketches. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. You, you have fun sets. I had an idea, then I'm open. I'm always be open. You never know what people can say. It could inspire a greater idea. So I'm always open. And I never want to put people in a box. So I give somebody an idea what I want. I let them explore the idea and be free because they go bring their own spin to it, make it even better and bigger. So that's my goal. Even while I do have, and that's the skits I did. Now I have scripts like like really my, my movie TV scripts. Same idea. I have a character for them. I have a what I want. But I let the actor explore. If you find something special, I direct it. If it's aligning with the script, the character, mm-hmm. do you? 
to go off course, I say, hey, let's direct them, redirect them to go back to that kind of mindset. That's all. So what is the underlying message or value you want your audiences to take away from your work? You've kind of gone into like your person, uh, your purpose. You have your mission statement. Uh, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want, while I leave this earth, I want someone to look at my life, my, my work, and say, Idris, a kid from the Bronx, who speak fast, a receding hairline. <laughs> Jaw broken. Jaw broken. <laughs> I grew up in a very, very abusive household. Uh, my dad was very abusive. Well, you uh, got African parents, man. I was, I was gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you know my, my, I mean? my dad is. My mom, she's a, she, she's she black too, but she's American. But my father was very abusive. Um, he always told me you can't do. Always, neg- I had like a lot of. I won't say that. Ne- it made me who I am. I can't, I can't say negative because um, I took it as a positive. It made me like never to be like that. So, if a kid like this could grow up and become a legend and really be great, one of the greatest in this field, if he could do it. So can I. That's a kind of, I call it consciousness. You know, a lot of people are Christ consciousness and have that same mind that Christ had to have it. We have it. Mm-hmm. But I, well, for, for me, I want to have that kind of mind like, yo, if you could do it, I can do it. Anyone can do it. Because really, anyone can do it. I'm just using what I got and making the best out of it. I'm not some superhero. I'm a regular, again, I'm a guy from the Bronx. I'm just making it happen. So. That's dope. So you mentioned earlier, you kind of touched on this earlier. You talked about like seeing that newspaper, King Back, all these people. Why are studios in the entertainment industry embracing social media to discover new talent? Why do you think that is? I think it's because that's that's how it should have been from the beginning. Because I think uh, the agents and managers is cool and everything, but the raw talent is the the people. The people are the talent. So now instead of going through that. Oh, that that the middleman it goes directly to the source and if you have your own fan base it's just easier to go to that person and I have a product I want to promote or a movie I want to promote and the person has a million followers most likely the million followers are going to watch whoever I'm promoting for sure you know what I mean like if I'm a director I have a movie come out and I hire you you have a million followers most likely that's a million followers that's going to watch your movie because you're right. in it for so sure. that, I think I think that's smart. That's a smart I, thing. Yeah, smart production move. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so somebody he's uh, somebody in the Bronx. Maybe um, they're you know fourteen in high school. They they don't have any content yet. What are the steps for that person that has no content, doesn't know what they want to do, but they they know what's in their heart to do it, and they have peace in their heart about it? What are the steps of building and nurturing your audience? What is um, what is that? And then for you, what is your goal going forward in terms of continuing to nurture and build your audience? The, the first thing I would tell people is just, you have a goal, you have a, a passion for creating content, just do it. Because you, you, a lot of people want perfection. A lot of people like want to just, I want to have a, a, a perfect moment, a perfect time, and there's no such thing as perfection. You just got to get up and go for it. Do it. Try stuff out. Because that's the only way you will learn what you like, what your audience is like. Keep trying out. Fail for it. If you are going to fail, which you are, do it for it. Learn from it. Build it. Like, it took me, I've been doing this for, actually, I've been acting since 12 years old, so almost 20 years I've been doing this acting entertainment thing, and I finally, this is me, this is me talking, I finally learned about branding yourself. I never knew about branding yourself. I never knew what that meant. I just thought, I'm funny, I'm talented, it's gonna work out, and I learned, I got some success here and there, but I kind of been further along than a lot of people in my, in my life if I knew about branding yourself, so the quicker you learn who you are and your brand, 
the easier you're able to navigate in the market. So I would say you have a passion, start start doing it, and start also be conscious and learn who you are as a brand, what you want to do, where you see yourself, how you see yourself, what who's on TV or social media that you like, want to emulate, and start doing those things and build your brand. The earlier you do it, the better. So because your brand is what people perceive you as. Like my brand right now, um, like you said, your question is, how do I see myself going forward? I had to learn my brand was too broad. I do a lot of things. I had to kind of, I don't say, I say narrow it, but also keep Leech my it. essence. Keep my essence, but also don't, I can't be everywhere. I have, I have a, not, I need a schedule. Every Monday, you're just doing spaz. Every Tuesday, you're just doing inspiration. Every Wednesday, like, so the audience would know what to expect. Right, right now, it was like, because this is that. So it's like, you can't really know my brand. So I'm like, okay, just you got to really start narrowing or have a schedule of what you're going to do. Don't get me wrong, because right now, today is a trending thing, a trending topic about that girl got kidnapped. So I'm going to act on like that fast. Right, right. So, my thing is my my brand. I wanted to be whatever's trending, whatever's hot topic, whatever that um that's crazy in news. If I'm passionate about, it, I had to be passionate about it. Right. Explain to me. Idris TV is one of the first people that attack it. We love we, we go to Idris TV because we know that he's he's gonna give a great spin on it. Like um, people say Shade Room with comedy. Yeah, Shade Room is always up to date on Sundays. Yeah. Shade Room or World Star. I want to be that with comedy, right? The villain. Yo, he's the first one. Yo, you got. So SNLs do it. SNL do their own thing. Yeah. SNL's a great thing. I feel like they hold back a lot, a lot because of TV. Right, right. It's holding it back. I'm giving you raw. I'm giving you edgy. I'm giving my perspective on it. So that's what I want. I'm gonna get better at. Be faster, faster, better, and with great quality. Dope. So what are what are um, why do you think that someone who wants to create content doesn't? What do you what do you think that is for them? So that's something that, that's holding them back something that they had to react to themselves what's holding me back from not creating content um the only, I, anybody, anybody's different for me personally I had moments where um a lot of people will say oh you like watching my content I have a lot of followers um who's watching my stuff let me wait till I get a lot of followers I'm telling you wait you'll wait forever mm-hmm. the key is the key is just do it and to really increase your chances of having a fight chance to get views and stuff is maybe the trends like what's going on right now in the moment that you must have a pulse on the culture so if you're a musician if you're an artist whoever's popping the culture that's gonna give you a lot of traffic to your page and to your content but also my main thing I want to say to people who want to create and that's not creating is do not get attached to the results you cannot control that be attached to the process the more you in tune with the process the more you focus on the process the results are going to come and another thing I want to say is stop waiting for people to discover you. The only person you have to discover is yourself. Ooh, the faster deep. you recognize who you are, the faster you recognize who you are and the gifts that God gave you and you, you discover yourself, the people going to call is going to run towards you. They're going to beg you, hey, we need you. I had to learn that. Damn, those are stuff I learned the hard way. I don't want people going to learn the hard way I learned. So, yeah. Dope. So I ask all my all my guests um, this question. What When you... When you think of the word creative, who comes to mind for you and why? Honestly, God. I love that. That you're the first person to say that. That's, but that's that's genius. I love it. You, you know why? Because um, now I'm more, I believe the more you get more aware of who you are, your calling in life, and learn that life is is sure you're not here forever. You start appreciating the small things in life, like literally the small things, like 
a leaf. I saw, remember, fall, a couple months ago, the leaf was falling down the trees. I saw a leaf on the ground. And I saw how intricate it was. The design is so intricate. I'm like, yo, guys, that, that's how small I'm like, yo, this guy is amazing how you create all this. Yeah. Even um, life and human beings, babies and smile and, and, and everything. Like my, my, my niece is about three months old when she yawned. She had a character face when she yawned. I'm like, yo, this, <laughs> this is real beautiful. So I'm like, life, bro, art. I, I see things differently now. I see like life differently. So I see God, I see God in everything, really. You see God in every single thing. The sky. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Idris, it's been great. Um, break yeah. legs with the, uh, the the content that you have out. And um, it's a pleasure talking to you, bro. Well, thank you always, brother. And you, brother, I'm, you, you got to tell how we met. You know, you have we, a good vibe. You have, you have great energy. We met at church, actually. We met at church, and it was it was off, off a whim. A friend had invited me to a church. I'm a member at Brooklyn Tabernacle, and this particular Sunday, a friend invited me to her church, which is also your church. Yeah. And after... You came up to me and you literally asked, "Are you an actor?" I was like, "How do you know?" And, and he was like, "No, it's just a vibe." I was like, "Did you see this is NYC?" You're like, "No, I haven't seen it. Send it to me. Sent it to you. You watched it. I think the next day, actually, you're doing your first Idris live. You're doing your first yeah. Idris live at yeah. MNN, and you invited me to come out. I was like, "This dude's cool. Like, he hasn't even seen me perform, but he's invited me to 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 be on his show." Yeah, man, it's beautiful, and we've been creating since. And you're a solid dude. Thank you. You too. You too. And I, I can't wait to us collaborate. Uh, I was gonna say that just nothing by accident. Yeah. So, look at that. That one moment we let this say right now. One moment. That's facts. Nothing by accident. Nothing. Everything happens for a reason and purpose. You gotta find that purpose.